So today is the day that the Lord has made, and we'll rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. So we'll get started. Father, we worship you, Lord. We magnify you, and we lift you up. And Lord, we thank you that you've magnified your word above your very name. And it's a privilege and an honor to be able to release your word into the atmosphere, knowing that your word is full of power, authority, and boldness, and it never returns void. It always accomplishes what it's sent out to do. So, Father, we just thank you. We love you, Jesus. And, devil, I break your power. You're a liar. I take authority over this atmosphere. You have no abilities here, Satan, nor do you have jurisdiction. And I just declare you are bound in Jesus' name. And everybody will receive all that God has for them. And we thank you, Lord, that we will eat until we're full today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I need to give you my notebook. (laughs) So I'm going to encourage you today. And it was uh, something that's been encouraging me the last few weeks. And one day the Holy Spirit told me, he said, uh, don't forget my benefits. Amen. And I said, oh, okay. And so, um, and I know when the, when the Holy Spirit reminds me of something, that's something that me and him had together. You know, back in, I've said, back in, I've said in the past, back in the 90s, Roberts Learden, preached a sermon and, and uh it was called don't forget his benefits and when i heard that sermon i can't even find it now it's not even online i need to call his mom and see if they still have it because i don't even know what my cd is i mean it wasn't a cd it was a cassette tape and it was so life-changing for me and he kept saying don't forget his benefits and at the end of the sermon he's yelling don't forget his benefits and then he's yelling you're not as bad off as you think and so when, you know, when, with that, at that time in my life, when I heard that, that's one of those foundation things you just never forget. And so the Holy Spirit is so good. When you start letting things slip, he knows how to come right back in. And he reminded me recently, he said, don't forget his benefits. Amen. He's so faithful. So anyway, what are his benefits? Because I didn't know all of them at that time. I was a new Christian. Uh, the ministry had just started. We were just being introduced to Roberts, and I was devouring everything he said because his words had power, his words had life, his words carried authority. You know, that prophetic office, it was just wonderful. And so anyway, so I didn't know what, what God's benefits were. And over the years, he's revealed himself more and more to me. And I'm hoping in the next 10 years, I'll know even more of his benefits. So what I know today, I'm going to share with you. And it's just a few things. I mean, God's word never changes, but God is like a diamond. He's many faceted. So he reveals himself to each and every one of us in the way that we need it the most. So I'm just going to share some things that he's shared with me. This is not all his benefits. And uh, so, but anyway, this is what he told me to say. So anyway, what are his benefits? So let's go to, first of all, Psalm 68, 19. We'll start there. Psalm 68, verse 19. Okay. Psalm 68, verse 19 and 20. And it says the psalmist was, was uh, singing here, and he said, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits the God of our salvation. Our God is the God of salvation, and to God the Lord belongs, escapes death. I'm going to read that in the New Living Translation. And it says, Praise the Lord, 
Praise God, our Savior, for each day he carries us in his arms. Our God is a God who saves. The sovereign Lord rescues us from death. And the Holy Spirit was letting me know, you know, every day I rescue you from death. Because every day the the enemy has a snare laid for us. But every day he reaches down from heaven and he snatches us out. Every day we are loaded with his benefits. The key word here is daily. Everybody say daily. Say each day. Each day. Each day there's a new set of benefits waiting on us. You know, when you get a new job, is uh, when I was sitting and the Lord was showing me some things. He said, you know how when you get a job with benefits, you know, you have a meeting and the person is there and they go over all the benefits. And you're so overwhelmed with the new job, the insurance, the 401, you don't hear everything. So a year later they'll come back. And they'll say, okay, let's go over your benefits again. Cause you, last time you didn't do this. Do you want to enroll in that? Do you, do you, was this too much? Do you want to put more in the 401? They come back every year with a refresher course. And the Lord was letting me know that's how my word is. You need to check in with me every day. I always got a set of benefits for you. I always got new promises. There is, there, open enrollment with God. He's always open. The enrollment never closes. Amen. And so anyway, okay, let's keep going. Lamentations chapter 3. I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures to encourage you. I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. Lamentations 3, 22 through 24, or 25. And remember, we're talking about God's benefits. And verse 22 says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. This is the New Living Translation. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on them, on him, to those who search for him. And the key word is search for him. Do you search for God every day? Or are you searching to see if that pain is still there? Are you searching to see if your pain account is low? What are you searching for every day? Because he's your inheritance. He's your inheritance. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Every morning we can wake up refreshed and an expectation of knowing that the goodness of God will be showered on us. We don't have to wake up consumed. Consumed in guilt and drowning in fear. Why? Because he daily loads us up with his benefits. We also are not consumed in poverty and lack, in sickness and disease, in loss and in sorrow. Remember, he said it's the Lord's mercies that you are not consumed. Yes, you'll see others. They may be consumed in debt, poverty, divorce, separating at home but we're not consumed in that remember the lord reminded us last week we live in the land of goshen it's always light in goshen always provision always reconciliation always provision always healing 
you know, Amos nine talks about the blessings of the Lord pouring off the mountains like wine, wine pouring off the hills. And that's how his provision is, his provision of whatever you need, his provision of love. When you feel rejected, his provision of healing, when the devil is trying to steal your health, whatever you need, God's blessings, his benefits are pouring out to you every day. Are you searching for it? Are you looking for it? Or are you just accepting whatever the enemy gives you? And are you accepting whatever the enemy tells you? Because you know what? We have benefits. When you sum up the total of what we're saying here, the first benefit. Now, I put first. This this is my first. This is my sermon, so I numbered it the way I wanted it. (laughs) So when you total up what I've said so far, his first benefit is he's giving you perfect peace, undisturbed peace. Because when you're not consumed in poverty and sickness, when you're, when the devil is not raping your mind and telling you everything about you that's wrong, everything that's going to go wrong, everything you did wrong, every person that did you wrong, when you're not consumed in that every day, you can walk in your perfect peace. That's your number one benefit. Leviticus 26, the Lord gave me an example. Well, let's go to Leviticus uh, 26. Okay, Leviticus 26, and I'm just going to read verse 6 and 8. It says, I will give peace in the land, and thou shalt lie down, and none will make you afraid. I will rid the land of evil beasts, and the sword will not grow through your land. You will chase your enemies, and they shall fall by the sword before you. And see, that's a benefit, that perfect peace. It may sound like, oh, I know that already, but are you living in peace? <laughs> do, do your mind race? Is your heart racing? Are you consumed with who don't like you, what you did wrong? Are you consumed in your guilt? I wrote down here, when the enemy tries to steal your peace, open your mouth and release the sword of the spirit. Cut down every adversary that's trying to steal your peace. Hebrews 4 and 12. Okay, let me, okay, Hebrews 4 and 12. Because see, the thing is, we got benefits, but we got to fight for them. You know, when the Lord told, I don't know, I would say Abraham, he told somebody, he said, I've given you the land, but there's inhabitants on there. In other words, you got to run them off. So he's given us benefits, but you got to fight to get them and you got to fight to hold on to them. Okay, so Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Because, see, we shouldn't live like the world, full of paranoia and fear and what-ifs. And my mama had that. Am I going to get it? And my daddy went through that. And that's, that's not our inheritance. That's not living in the land of Goshen. That's not a part of your benefit package. Okay. Oh, you know what? Okay, yeah, I'm going to read 1870. Okay, the page is 1876. Read Hebrews 4 and 12. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow 
and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. So when you have perfect peace as your benefit and the enemy tries to steal your peace, you have got to open your mouth and you have got to release God's word. That is the only thing that the, will make the enemy bow down. You have to annihilate the enemies of your soul that want to steal your peace. Uh, the message translation, when, he, when John saw a vision of Jesus in Revelations chapter 1, verse 6, he said, his mouth, a sharp, biting sword. And see, when you release the word of God to the enemy, that word, the you know how the Bible says, I've given you the neck of your enemy? You cut his neck off with his word. You open your mouth up. You don't sit there and let the devil beat your head like a battering ram. You give him the word. Your benefit is perfect peace. Peace. I don't care if you messed up from 9 a.m. to 6 o'clock. Everybody mad at you. You don't rain your mouth too much. You don't, you just messed up. You can go to the throne, repent, and get right back in peace again because of God's blood. Use his word. It's his, it's our weapon. Revelations 19 verse 15. When, when, this is when John had another vision and he saw Jesus riding in on a white horse. It says, now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. So if Jesus releases the word, that's the same thing we have to do. We have to release the word of God. This is our benefit to take the word of God and annihilate the enemy that wants to paralyze us with fear and torment. Don't forget your benefits. Okay, so let's go to Psalms 103. Psalms 103, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then David goes into what some of them are. He forgives all your iniquities. Why did he start with that one? Because if you don't know that your sins are forgiven... You'll be so condemned that our faith won't work to receive and live out of the rest of our benefit rights and privileges. You gotta know you're forgiven. Gotta know it. I don't care what you did. Gotta know you're forgiven. And I'm, I'm not talking about the superficial stuff. I'm talking about when you know you messed up and you go to God godly sorry. I'm not talking, you know, we, we talking straight up we ain't talking about the superficial stuff you know sorry you got caught you know we talking this is a heart thing today we're talking about when when it's you and jesus and you always want to keep a smile on his face we're talking about that kind of benefit that kind of covenant relationship you got to know you're forgiven you got to know that he's removed your well i don't want to go get ahead of myself but you got to know what the blood has done for you psalms 32 in the new living translation says oh what joy For those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? He forgives you, and then he puts your sin out of sight. He don't come a week later and say, you know what you did last Friday? I'm still trying to figure out if I'm going to forgive you. No, he puts your sin out of sight. That's part of our benefit packet. 
It says, yes, what joy for those who record the Lord has cleared of guilt. And so it's so important. I love the fact that David started out the benefit package. Your iniquities are forgiven. Because if you don't know you're forgiven, the devil will rape your brain and tell you what you don't deserve. You don't deserve to be healed. You don't deserve a better job. You're getting what you deserve. But when you go to him, his blood cleanses you. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The psalmist David knew his benefit of being totally forgiven when he repented. David had many public failures, but he never forgot his benefit, and he always recovered from all of his failures. David never forgot his covenant of worship and praise before the Lord. You know, I was reading when uh, the story with David and Bathsheba, when David knew he messed up and he killed, he slept with Bathsheba, then had Uriah killed, and then she found out she was pregnant. So it was like sin on top of sin. You you slept with her. Okay, you can't cover it up this time by making her husband go home because he was faithful to his watch. So he wouldn't go home. He slept outside the king's door, loyal. So, okay, what am I going to do now? So now I got to kill him. And so, oh, Lord, now she's pregnant. And so... But you know what? When the prophet came to him and gave him that example of the the poor man with the ewe lamb taking the man's lamb, and that's all that he had, and David was enraged, and the prophet said, you know what? But you that man. That's what you did to Uriah. You took his wife, his only wife. And he was loyal to you, and you killed him. See, in our religious minds, that's the unpardonable sin. That's what we learned in Catholic school. You got pardonable sins and you got unpardonable sins. I'm so glad that's not in the Bible. (laughs) Amen. Sin is sin. Yes, sin has penalties and consequences. But when you ask the Lord to forgive you, you're forgiven. There ain't no big sin. Oh, that sin is, oh, it's unpardonable. You might sit in purgatory for a few, you know, we don't know if you're going to make it. Ain't no purgatory. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. (laughs) Anyway. So, but anyway, he repented before the prophet. And then he was in sorrow when that baby was born sick. And then when the baby died, but what did David do? Did he turn his back on on God? Did he sit in guilt? And Lord, I won't be the king no more. You know, sorrow and self-pity. No, the Bible says he got up, he showered. And then he went and he worshiped the Lord. You got to know God in a deep way to do that. You mess up big. Then you have a loss. But then you can turn and go back to the king. You can face him without no shame. You know how you do something to somebody and then you're just so guilty and shame. You don't even want to look him in the face. But see, David had a secret. He knew his benefits. He knew his God. He messed up big. In our eyes. But he turned right around. He repented. He went to the throne room. He went to that secret place. Where there's nobody but him and Jesus. The same God that he used to worship. When he was out there watching his dad's lambs. That same God that rescued him. When the lion and the bear. Tried to come and get his father's. Past, you know come to the pastor. And steal the sheep. That same God. 
that gave him the strength to defeat Goliath. He went back to that God and he didn't go back to him as a failure. He went back to him as Lord. I know I'm your son. I repented and I know you've forgiven me. So Lord, I worship you because who wouldn't serve a God like you? I don't understand your love is too deep. It blows my mind. But all I know is I failed and you restored me. And did God say, okay, put Bathsheba away. He let her stay. Because see, now she has no husband. Then she gets pregnant again with Solomon. And last I read, he was the richest man that ever lived. If you sit and try to figure all this out, you can't. But see, that's a benefit. The secret things belong to the Lord. I don't understand it. (laughs) But it ain't for me to understand. But I know one thing. God is merciful. He's good. He's forgiving. We got so many benefits in him. Okay, where was I? I went off on David. (laughs) Okay, I'll start again. It says, David never forgot the covenant of worship and praise before the Lord. Because that's exactly what he did after that first baby died that Bathsheba had. It says, when I truly know the character of God and know that he doesn't hold a grudge against me, it's easier to know and believe that he wants me well. You know, uh, what's that, Third John 2? He said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as my soul prospers. And that has to be solid. That can't be, Lord, you have to sit. If you got to sit and meditate on that all day, Lord, when you think about me, you say, oh, Nola Darlene. Oh, I know what I got for her. I want her to prosper and be in health. Not I want her to be sorry because she talked too much. I want her to be sorry. She going to she going to pay for this sin. That's not what he that's not how he thinks about us. <laughs> we got benefits. And Jesus died to give them. Okay, verse three and four, back to Psalms one oh three. It says, Who forgives all of our iniquities, who heals all your diseases, he redeems your life from destruction. Verse 4 says, who redeems your life from destruction? And uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. Let's go to Psalms 91. Okay, yeah, Psalms 91. And we're talking about our benefits. So this is like sitting in the orientation room where we got that big fat benefit book. (laughs) But we got our Bible. Okay. Psalms 91, verse 9. It says, because you've made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high your your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. Remember, we're talking about the fact that he redeems your life from destruction. Verse 10 says, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he should give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall hold, bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. We're going to go down to verse 16. You should tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you should trample underfoot. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I'll deliver him. I'll set him on high because he's known my name. He shall call upon me and I'll answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. 
I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And remember, we're talking about verse 4 where he said, I'll redeem your life from destruction. No evil will befall you. We will live in safety without fear. Angels are always standing guard around us. Redeems our life from destruction. When you're redeemed, that means you're in a place of recovery. Ransom. Jesus' blood paid the ransom. We're free or we've been rescued. And this is what I love. We've been removed. We to remove the obligation of payment. And see, when you've done so much wrong and your pile of sin and iniquity is piled up, Jesus' blood came and paid that penalty. He paid that obligation that was over my head. His blood satisfied that obligation. So he redeems my life from destruction. I can live a life of recovery. You know how they'll say, even in the natural, they'll say if you smoke cigarettes and then if you stop after so many years, your liver recovers, your, your, you know, all that heart and all that. And we got a better benefit packet. The blood of Jesus makes us whole. He changes our identity. He changes our DNA. What ran through the, my father, my nick, my, not my nickname, my maiden name was Stone. So see what ran through the Stones family, it don't run through my blood no more because I've been restored. I've been redeemed. He removed me. That girl died. I have a new DNA. I have Jesus' blood flowing through me. Sickness and disease is not in there because, the you know, Matthew already told the, the disciples to pray, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. See, they, there is no sickness and disease in heaven to come down for me to walk in. That's not a part of my inheritance. And so he has redeemed our life from destruction. We are saved from death through accidents, disease, and even our sinful past. You know, I remember when AIDS was blowing up. I was newly saved because I know uh, I know Magic Johnson was the first public person. Uh, when I say public, you know, big name person that I knew, you know, that had AIDS. And I remember the devil would torment me. Look at all them folks you smoke weed behind. And I was friends with folks that liked men and men. And I was friends with folks that liked men and women and women and women. And, you know, we shared beer, passed around the weed. And I, I ain't going to lie. I remember when I first got saved, I was like, whew. I remember when I found out somebody I knew had AIDS. And I was like, oh, Lord. And I remember the devil tried to torment me with that. You next. But the blood of Jesus changed my DNA, changed my nature. That girl died. I am somebody. I, she don't even exist anymore. So I love that. He has redeemed our life from destruction. Our past sin cannot catch up with us. And see, I know God's mercy helped Magic Johnson. I remember when we prayed, this ministry prayed for him. And he knew God gave him a miracle. That was 20-something years ago, and he's free, and his wife is free, and she don't have AIDS or anything like that, and they're healthy. God's mercy. God's mercy. And so that's another part of our benefit packet. He redeems our life from destruction. I don't care what your past look like. 
whatever it looked like. It says we will live until we are satisfied and we will have a good quality of life. Isaiah 53. I know we all, I know that already, but I'm going to read it to you from the New Living Translation. I like Isaiah 53. I can quote it, but when I quote it, everything may not compute in my brain. But when I read it in the New Living Translation, it almost made me cry because I said, wow, you did a lot in this. You know, when you read in the new, in the King James Version, sometimes you just, well, it's the King James Version. So I just don't know. It don't always compute like it, you know, anyway. Isaiah 53, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation because we're talking about the fact that he's redeemed our life from destruction. And we're talking about the fact that we can live until we're satisfied. And it's a benefit because Jesus died to give it to us. Isaiah 53, New Living Translation says, Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot. Now, this is the prophet Isaiah, and he saw a vision, and he prophesied the vision of Jesus coming, you know, years later. It says, like a root in a dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his parents. Nothing to attract us to him. Talking about Jesus. He was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows. He was acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and we looked the other way. He was despised and we didn't even care. Yet... It was our weaknesses that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced. I'm just going to make it personal. He was pierced for my rebellion. He was crushed for my sin. He was beaten so that I could be made whole. He was whipped so that I could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a, and as a sheep is silent before the shears, he didn't even open his mouth. Unjustly condemned. He was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants and his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion, for my rebellion. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anybody, but I had. He was buried like a criminal and he was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him. And to cause him grief. Yet when his yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. Why? Because we'll be reconciled back to the Father. He will enjoy a long life. Remember, he redeems our life from destruction. And the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. Every good thing that he's planned for us will be accomplished now because Jesus paid for our sin. Because the wages of sin is death. We deserve death, but instead we inherited eternal life. 
It says, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands when he sees all that is accomplished by his anguished. He will be satisfied. And because of his experience, his righteous servant, his righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. So now we're all counted righteous because Jesus was that perfect sacrifice for he will bear all their sins. And I will give him the honor of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. And we all know Jesus is he rose in all power, authority. The Bible says the one who was dead is now alive forevermore. He was counted among the rebels and he bore the sins of many. And then he interceded for the rebels. And so. This is a part of our benefit packet. We don't, we didn't, we can't earn it. We didn't deserve it. But Jesus' blood paid for it. This is why we can enjoy our benefits. Jesus paid for it with his blood, the perfect sacrifice. Amen. So back to Psalms 103, verse 5. And it says, He satisfies your mouth. With good things. And I'm going to stop right there. Philippians 4.19. He said I'll supply your every need. According to your. To his riches and glories by Christ Jesus. So if your needs aren't met. They should be. Because that's a part of your benefit packet. He said I'll satisfy your mouth with good things. You know I, I remember hearing. Um, a minister on TV. <laughs> And I remember her saying, I was so sick of eating bologna and hamburger. I wanted some steak. And uh, she could have had steak. Who told her she couldn't? <laughs> he said, I'll satisfy your mouth with good things. I mean, a good thing for me may be shrimp. Maybe that ain't your thing. A good thing for you might be squid. Chuck like kunk. You, you know, that's seafood, y'all. For all the li- <laughs> I've never had it. I'm not sure if I want it, but he satisfies your mouth with good things. So my good thing may not be your good thing, but the thing is, it's available. That's the bottom line. It is available. I will meet your need. It's available. <laughs> and then uh, it says our our youth will be renewed like the eagles. And so now, oh, I like that. Okay, our youth will be renewed like the eagle. Deuteronomy thirty. Deuteronomy 33 and 25 says, as your days, so shall your strength be. And see, that's a part of our benefit packet. Our youth is renewed every day. So as your days, so shall your strength be. And that's why we like to pray the blessings of Moses. The Bible says he lived to be 120. His eyes were not abated. No, his, 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 oh Lord. Dim. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural strength abated. See how you quote something so much you don't even know it. It ain't even a rhema. It's just, oh, that's what you say. So his eyes did not grow dim. He didn't have cataracts and he didn't have glaucoma. He wasn't feeble. He did So that means he didn't have arthritis. He didn't have water on the knees. You know, his disc wasn't slipped in his back. You know, he didn't have a hunchback. The Bible says his eyes did not grow dim, nor his natural strength abated. He was not a feeble, weak man. 
as your days, so shall your strength be. Our youth is supposed to be renewed every day. And that includes our mind. Our mind, we, the, you know, we, our minds are sharp. We got the mind of Christ. You know, if you feel the enemy trying to, you know, st- steal some thoughts, you, uh-uh, you call them fragments back. You know, I remember when, uh, my, my aunt was still living, uh, my father's sister, and her name, her name was Thankful. And, uh, but I always called her Nana. And so that, that was my Nana. <laughs> And, uh, and, and she was like a nana to me because, uh, I never got to know my, my grandparents passed before I was born. And then my grandfather, he passed when I was young. So she was my nana. She was like a grandmother to me, my father's sister. And I remember when I got saved and I would go over her house. Well, first she fell and she hit her head. And I know she had to have brain surgery. And then after that, her mind, dementia started to set in. And my nana was Catholic. So it was hard. You know, I could share the word with her, but, you know, you only go so far, you know, because when they that age and you my age, I can't tell them nothing. You know what I'm saying? I know, you know, I, girl, that, you know, I, I know, I know, you know. But when I would go over to my Nana's house and I would talk to her and she loved Howard and uh she would talk to Howard and she'd look at me and she said, how is Jack doing? That's my dad. And I would say, Nana, he died. You know, back in whatever, and she would break out in tears, and I was like, and it, and it, it you know, and it, it, you know, you, I'm looking for my nana. You know, you go over there, you want to have a conversation. She was a good cook, and you know, I just had so much in common. And uh, she always, she knew Howard. She, you know, how they, well, anyway, it was heartbreaking. And I remember one time I had uh, mentioned to Pastor Barb. I said, you know, my nana's eighty something. She's getting older. Her mind is slipping. And I remember she said, well, ask the Lord to restore the fragments of her mind. And I said, oh, okay. And so I started praying that. And I would go and see my Nana because she was all I had, you know. And then uh, one day she said, uh, we were over there one day. And uh, she said, uh, how's Rosalie doing? And I said, I said, Nana, I remember Mommy died. And she said, oh, I knew that. She said, I knew that. And so the Lord was letting me know. I mean, you know, my aunt did eventually pass away. But just that life, the Lord was letting me know. My word has life. I don't care if she don't want you to minister to her or lay hands on her. My word has life. And it overrides. I don't care about nothing. Well, if it's, you know, God don't override human will. Well, he overrode hers because she started remembering stuff. And so God's word is powerful. So our youth will be renewed. We got promises. We got things we can hold on to. I mean, yes, we are all going to go to heaven one day. But like Miss Gloria Copeland say, go home when you're satisfied. Go home when, you, you know what, my thing, go home, go to heaven when your assignment is done. <laughs> Let your assignment be over. Like Oral Roberts, he sang into glory. His assignment was over. And so anyway, Psalms 84, 7 says that we go from strength to strength. And we're still talking about, you know, verse five, you know, the fact that, uh, I don't know which verse, verse six, I'm sorry, our youth will be renewed like the eagle. So Psalms 84, seven says that we go from strength to strength. We're talking about our benefit packet. Psalms 84, and I'm going to read this in the, in the uh, NLT. It says, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord who has put their minds 
on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, meaning you are razor sharp focused. You got the mind of Christ and you wake up every day with your assignment on your mind. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe, the autumn rains will clothe, let me see, the autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to go stronger. So I'm going to read this again. It says, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. So he's letting us know here where there may be a desert, I will bring water. Every day with me, the, the path of the just shines brighter and brighter until that perfect day. So as long as you know your covenant rights, know your benefits, speaks the word of God, you will go from strength to strength. And Jacob and Joshua and Caleb was a example of that. They were in their 80s and they said, I can do this. There might be giants, but they won't overtake us. They didn't forget their benefits. Verse 6, the psalmist goes over the character of God and his great mercy for us. So let's go. I'm going to go back to Psalms 103. We're talking about the fact that our David said, don't forget his benefits. Okay, verse 6 says, the Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Verse 7 says, he made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. The children of Israel only knew his acts. When they cried for food, God sent manna. When they complained about the manna, he sent quail. When they complained about the water, he gave them water. But you know what? They eventually died in the wilderness because they didn't have that covenant benefit with him. They didn't know him. I'm going to go on and read. It says, the Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He's slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us. And see, that's how the children of Israel, they eventually died in the wilderness. Nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. And so I have an example of that. And I'm going to read uh, is Exodus chapter 17. And I want to read that. Don't forget his benefits. And as brother, brother Roberts Laird likes to say, you're not as bad off as you think. Man. Verse 2 in Exodus 17, where is number 2? It says, so once more the people complained against Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Quiet, Moses re- replied. Why are you complaining against me? And why are you testing the Lord? But tormented by thirst, they continued to argue with Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Why are you trying to kill us? Our children, our livestock with thirst. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what should I do with these people? (laughs) For they are ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, walk out in front of the people, take your staff. Do I want to keep going? Yeah, take your staff. Yeah, because I'm going down to seven. Take your staff and one that you used when you struck the water of the Nile and caused some of the elders to join of Israel to join with you. I will stand before you on the rock of Mount Sinai. Strike the rock and the water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. 
So Moses struck the rock as he was told and the water gushed out and the elders looked on. Okay, so why did I read that? Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, that was an example of the fact that the people didn't know God. They knew his hand. They didn't know him personally. They didn't know their benefits. And see, God wants us to know his benefits. Because what we're doing now, we're going over the character of God. He did not deal with them according to their sins. They were a stiff-necked, rebellious people, looking out selfish. But he didn't deal with them according to what they deserved. He, he sent them everything they wanted. He was merciful. He fed them. Then they got tired of the manna. Okay, he sent them some quail. Okay, now we thirsty. He sent water out of a rock. He did not. If he didn't deal with them according to their sins, how much more will he lavish his love on us? We can go to God. We're in covenant with him. We have a benefit packet with him. As far as the east is from the west, he's removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frames and he remembers that we're nothing but dust. And so we're just, I'm still, now we're going over the character of God. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over and it's gone. And his place, it remembers it no more. We're still talking about the character of God. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And his righteousness to children's children. And David is still reinforcing the fact that he forgives all your iniquities. Take advantage of his benefits. He's a good God. He's merciful. He's everlasting. Keep his covenant. Remember his commandments. Do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word. Angels are always standing on guard, listening to the voice of the Lord, obeying him, protecting us. When God, when the, when the Lord says go, they go. When the Lord tells them to stand strong, he does that. When the Lord tells them to help her to d- deliver, help, help her. She's about to step into a snare. Pull her out of that. They're always standing there, hearkening to the voice of the Lord. It says, bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works and all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Amen. And so, let's see, I want to go over some of our benefits. Forgetting not all his benefits. Number one, it says, I, I wrote down here, perfect peace. He's given us perfect peace. Number two, benefit. Now, these are, like I said, these are my benefits. You go in your word and you get yours. But this is what he showed me. Being forgiven, it's a benefit. And it's also a privilege. There's some people who walk around. I see people every day on my bus uh, who go to those drug rehabs. They don't know what peace is. They don't know what it feels like to to live forgiven. They just they don't know that peace. Another benefit is divine health. We have divine health. That's part of our benefit packet. We have divine protection. He gives his angels charge over us. They protect us in all our ways. Another benefit, number five, is provision. He said, I'll satisfy your mouth with good things. You know, Psalms 37 says, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. 
Philippians 4.19 says, I'll supply every need you have according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Provision is part of our benefit packet. It's no, I, I never for, Norval Hayes made a statement. He said, if you're a Christian and you're worshiping and serving God every day, it's no such thing of you starving. And I'm thinking, wow, what a bold statement. But yeah, when you know God and you're in, and you know who you are in God, these things are available to us. Number six, another part of our benefit packet is a good quality of life. He wants you blessed. He wants us healed. He wants us free, free living. When I say free living, free from fear, free from panic. I know my mother, she always was in fear, always in fear, fear of me, fear of driving, you know, just always, always. And that's just torment. But he wants us to have a good quality of life. Number seven, God's mercy being poured out over us daily. That's a benefit we have. You got 24 hours in a day. If you done messed up all 23 hours, thank God that 24th hour you can live in his mercy. <laughs> you can be forgiven. But one thing about it, you got to fight to hold on to these benefits. God has given us the neck of our enemies. And we have to execute, we have to execute God's word that never returns void. Job 23.12 says, I have not departed from his commandments, but I have treasured his word more than my daily food. And so that's one of the secrets to his benefits. You got to fight to get them. You fight to hold on to them. But you treasure God's word. You let God's word be a foundation for you, that rock, that settling place. Proverbs 3. Okay, I'm going to read that. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. Proverbs 3, 1 through 6. It says, My child, never forget the things I've taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them down within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people. You will earn a good reputation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you the path in which you need to take. So y'all don't forget his benefits. Amen. I want to read. I'm actually done, (laughs) but I want to read Psalms 103 out of the Passion Translation. Because, see, when I first heard that sermon by Roberts, don't forget his benefits, I was learning how to live by faith. I think I had, I think I only had little Howard, and I was not working, and I was learning to live supernaturally. I mean, because there's a lot of Christians, but they live out the natural. But kingdom living and living, being saved, going to church on Sunday and kingdom living is two different animals. And so when I heard Robert Slayer say, don't forget his benefits and you're not as bad off as you think, 
I set to find out what his benefits were. And like I said, he's still showing me. I haven't, that was, we was living on Grosvenor. That was back in the early 80s, 90s. I still don't know all his benefits, but I know what he showed me so far. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to show me in the future. So anyway, the Passion Translation, Psalms 103, and it's called Our Father's Love. It says, with my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I will bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. Oof. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? So we say benefits, but he says the miracles of kindness. And David saw a bunch of them. We've seen a bunch of them. It says, you kissed my heart with forgiveness. Because, see, when you have a heart that's aching because you're guilty all the time, fearful, paranoid, that's torment. But he said, you kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You healed me inside and out from every disease. You rescued me from hell. You saved my life. You crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You supercharge my life so that I can soar again. That's your youth being renewed. Like a flying eagle in the sky. You're a God who makes things right. And that's our Amos 9.13. Giving justice to the defenseless. You unveiled to Moses your plans and you showed Israel's son what you could do. So they saw that he could supernaturally provide food and drink in the wilderness. Even out of a rock, he made water. Out of clouds came food. Lord, you are so kind and tenderhearted to those who don't even deserve it. And so patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river, overflowing its banks with kindness. You don't look at us only to find our faults. That's a, that, that ought to make you run right there. I'm going to read that one again. Verse 9. You don't look at me only to find my faults just so you can hold a grudge against me. You may discipline us for our many sins, but never as much as we really deserve. Hallelujah. Nor do you get even with me for what I've done. Higher than the highest heavens. That's how high your tender mercy extends. Greater than the grandeur of heaven above. It's the greatness of your loyal love, towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. Farther than from a sunrise to a sunset, that's how far you've removed guilt from me. The same way a loving father feels towards his children, but it's a sample of your tender feelings towards us, your beloved children who live in awe of you. You know all about us inside and out. And you are mindful that we are dust. Our days are so few and our momentary beauty so fit, so swiftly fades away. And that's Psalms 103. So I just want to remind you, don't forget your benefits. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So every day, refresh yourself in what he's done for you. I don't care how you feel. Because the devil, you know, he's sitting there waiting on your eyes to open up so he can remind you of something you did wrong, said wrong, or something you forgot to do. Just own up to it. I sure did. (laughs) But (laughs) 
my benefit today, he forgives all my iniquities. You know, you probably got high blood pressure because you eat too much salt. He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. No plague shall come down my dwelling. Psalms 91. I have a benefit of divine protection. Because you know how it is. If you go to get a prescription filled and they ring you up, they say, Miss Johnson, you ready? You know, and $103. And you say, what? I got insurance. That's supposed to be $1.99. We need to be like that with the devil. I got benefits, Satan. You're a liar. Let my kids go. Let my money go. Let my body go. Jesus bore stripes on his back over 2,000 years ago. I'm healed. Hold on to your benefits because the devil will try to steal them. He'll try to steal but he can't. We got this. I love that when the Bible says that when, it, when John talked about Jesus, the sword coming out of his mouth. You know, that one translation said a, a biting sword comes out of his mouth. You bite the devil's head off with the word of God. You give him the word. You annihilate the enemies of your soul. I don't care what it is. If it's the enemy of guilt, depression, insanity. You know, if you're crazy, own up to it. Okay, Lord, I'm a little crazy. My thoughts don't always line up right. But I got the mind of Christ. You know, maybe I smoked too much weed when I was younger. But Lord, restore my mind. Because I know I have nervous thinking. Own up to it. You got a benefit. Own up to it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we worship you, Lord. We honor you and we lift you up. Oh, we thank you for your word that never returns void. We thank you that your word runs swiftly, is full of power, authority, majesty. Oh, we just bless you, Jesus. We thank you for your word. And Lord, I just ask that you would just reveal yourself to us more and more every day, new or fresh. Every day, Lord, let us see another side of you, Lord. I thank you for revealing yourself to us thus far. Lord, we ask that you take us deeper and deeper. Lord, you said deep calls unto deep. And Lord, help us to hear your, ver- hear your voice and follow after you. Follow after you faster. We just thank you. We love you. We lift you up and we honor you, Lord. And it's a privilege to release your word. I thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Does anybody need a grievance in prayer for anything?